You are listening to the Indie Audio. This is the uh, December, January edition of the Independent, 2019-2020. This first article is High Rises in Bushwick. City rezoning scheme ignores previous community plans by Chelsea Sanchez. Time stops at Patty Rodriguez's childhood home in Brooklyn's Bushwick neighborhood. Three generations of her family, her parents, her and her sister, her daughter, and her nephew, drift through four floors of the house where the crown molding is carved with floral motifs and the stairs squeak heartily when stepped upon. The residence is a rare case of New Yorker homeownership and a remnant of the Bushwick that is becoming extinct. Outside, time tumbles into the sort of future where cartoonish murals unfurls onto brick walls like grunge harbingers of an inescapable change. Blocks away on Jefferson Ave, or what Rodriguez calls the ground zero for gentrification in Bushwick, Warehouses melt into noodle shops or yoga studios or vintage stores. Her childhood friends, some of which have long moved or uh, to more affordable pastures in places like Pennsylvania or Florida, have been replaced by young professionals, the kind who wear Carhartt to the office rather than a construction site. Obviously, if I didn't have this house, I would have been displaced, Rodriguez says. The kind of home that Rodriguez and her family have staked out for themselves in the heart of a changing Bushwick is what she and other organizers from Mikasa and Noes Sukasa are fighting for. The political art collective formed in 2015, creating Christmas lights, signs eliminate, uh, that illuminated messages like gentrification in process and not for sale. One of the signs is fastened to the wall of Rodriguez's front door. A lot of the celebration of gentrification happened when a lot of those murals went up, which was kind of also why Mikasa used art in the first place, to fight back, because art was being weaponized against the communities there, said Rodriguez. She has lived in the area since she was eight years old. Her parents immigrated to Brooklyn's East New York neighborhood from Ecuador when she was an infant. In many ways, Bushwick is the perfect poster child for gentrification in New York City. Data from the real estate site Trulia found that the price of living there increased more than any other neighborhood in the city from 2008 to 2018. Data compiled by the city supporters. That finding, from 2000 to 2016, rent in Bushwick increased by 60%, nearly twice as much as in Brooklyn and the city overall. The city supposed solve for this crisis is a proposal dubbed by the Bushwick Neighborhood Plan, which dangles promises of affordable housing and economic development. It builds off the Bushwick Community Plan, a 2014 initiative that involves local city councilman Antonio Reynoso and Rafael Espinal, as well as a steering committee made up of community board members, Bushwick residents, and representatives from various local organizations. The Bushwick Neighborhood Plan, as presented by the Department of City Planning in draft scope form in June, would rezone 300 blocks to allow buildings as high as 16 stories along busy thoroughfares like Broadway and Myrtle Avenue, where the original plan called for lower density. Reynoso and Espinal have endorsed it. If the rezoning is approved, the DCP project is increasing nearly 18,000 new residents and 6,000 jobs in Bushwick over the next decade. DCP also estimates the creation of about 6,000 new residential units, with about 2,000 of those slated as affordable. Mikasa responded to the rezoning proposal by disrupting DCP meetings, holding rallies in town halls, projecting guerrilla art onto city buildings, and collecting over 800 signatures on an online petition that calls for the proposal to be scrapped in favor of a people-led plan. We already know the rezoning process in and uh, of itself. It takes away power from the community, Rodriguez says. The politicians come in saying a plan with the DCP will give more affordable housing. But affordable to whom? It's not affordable to those who already live here. So who do they want to build all these buildings for? The definition of affordability allows these new units that are called affordable to go up two times the average rent in New York City, says Tom Angotti, professor emeritus of urban planning and policy at Hunter College in the Graduate Center. The way it's calculated, I call it a Trojan horse. It's a way to sell the rezoning to people who are concerned about gentrification and displacement. 
Upzoning that increases the potential for development very often puts gentrification on steroids, he adds. It can multiply the effects of this more gradual process of gentrification, and displacement that occurs all the time, always has occurred, and the rezoning can make it much more dramatic. It's customary for the city council to defer to local members on issues of land use in their districts. While Reynoso and Espinal seem more on track to vote yes on the plan, Reynoso has recently indicated a willingness to reconsider. In November, when members from Mikasa interrupted a public forum that the two attended, according to city limits, Reynoso said, Right now, I want to do exactly what the community wants. The city will not do it. They're going to just shut the rezoning down, and I'm okay with that too. But I'm going to do what the community wants, and if you don't play ball with them, they're just going to walk away. For Synthony Tobar, founder of the Oral History Project, Cities for People, Not for Profit, the new plan and the way it was developed are too flawed for any compromise to help. I have a very hard time wrapping my head around negotiating and compromising on a plan that didn't even take the community's intentions to heart from the beginning anyway, Tobar says. It's a community plan made by people who are representatives of the community. Recommendations made in the original Bushwick com community plan were largely ignored or adjusted, she adds. Tobar owns her house in Bushwick, but the creeping and gentrification has encroached on her too. The moment I was in my home for about a year or two, I started getting all these mailings, she said, from real estate developers and speculators attempting to purchase her house. Over the past three years, they've begun calling her cell phone. They call you at all times throughout the day, now asking whether or not you want to sell your home, she says, and you're like, no, stop calling me. The Bushwick neighborhood plan will next go through the lengthy uniform land use review procedure, in which local community board members make recommendations, and the city council has final approval. Mikasa and other Bushwick residents are revving up for a fight. People who are on the front lines of this fight are usually people who are not getting paid, who are working class too, and they're fighting just out of necessity, Rodriguez.